The Outpost Radio On Demand. Here's Art Young from The Outpost Magazine. This time, we're pleased to have a return visit by one of the most popular guests we have ever had on The Outpost On Demand. I am Art Young, and we'll be back to chat with Eva Shockey about her new book right after this word. If you love hunting, fishing, and the outdoors, check your new guide to life in the great outdoors, theoutpostlife.com. We're your guide to the outdoor life. The Outpost Magazine has great stories on hunting, fishing, grilling, music, and more. The Outpost Radio keeps you in the great outdoors 24-7 with a mix of country, southern rock, and songs you won't hear anywhere else. We'll keep you updated on the latest outdoor news and views. Check it out. The Outpost. Life in the great outdoors. The title of Eva Shockey's new book is Taking Aim, Daring to be Different, Happier, and Healthier in the Great Outdoors. It's a a memoir, but more importantly, it's a rip-snorting story about the first woman in more than 30 years to appear on the cover of Field and Stream magazine. Welcome back to The Outpost, Eva. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. Congratulations on that new book. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm giggling because my dad is standing behind me trying to get some airtime right now. <laughs> All right. Why don't you want to talk to Eva? Why Eva? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't this, isn't that just like a dad? You try to you, you teach, like, teach him everything you know, and the next thing you know, they want to be on the they want to be on the radio with you. Oh, Jim, it's I, good to it's good to have you here too, Jim. I, I appreciate that. I know that's really why you organized this for today, just to make sure we were here. But uh, yeah, yeah. We plan this meticulously. I'll leave you with I'll leave you with Eva, unless of course All right. you get one with her. Give me a call. I'll be there. All right, I'll do that. All right, Eva, you're a young woman with obviously an outgoing dad, albeit uh, you've been a lot of adventure in a short time. What motivated you to write this book now? I guess from the very beginning, I started in the outdoor world, and I was open to it. I mean, as you just heard from my dad, he's outgoing, he loves adventure, he loves, he's very passionate about the outdoors, and between him and my mom, I spent a lot of my life outdoors and enjoying nature and wildlife, and with a very, very strong support system from them, every step of the way saying, whatever it is that you love doing, you go do it. I mean, they didn't, they honestly didn't care what it was, as long as I was passionate, and I got to the point where I really not a lot of people have that. They don't have um, people in their lives that maybe support them no matter what. They don't have people saying, oh, if you love it, go do it. Follow your passion. Follow your heart. You only have one life. And I really wanted to get the word out there that it doesn't really matter what it is that you love. Everyone has their own preferences. But if you love it, just follow that. Go for it. Take the steps and just continue on down that road because in the end, you're going to be really proud of yourself and people will come around eventually. Yeah, it's a great book. A great book, as we said, and and for those who may not know, we just heard from her dad Jim, uh, who was passing through the house, I guess. Uh, but you also had a very powerful role model in your mom. What did, what did she bring to the party? What did she? What have you learned from her? Uh, absolutely, I, I think a lot of people probably see more of my dad based on social media and on our TV show because we're the ones in front of the camera. But I, we would both agree, and my brother as well, that my mom is the hub of our family. She's the one that kind of keeps us all moving forward in one in one solid path. Because otherwise, I think we'd all be orbiting all over the place in different directions. But she is—I don't actually get to talk about her a whole bunch on podcasts, but it's nice to talk about her. She is sort of the picture of class and femininity and love and affection, and she's that person in our family that just showed us all um, that you just have to keep following your heart, and she's very passionate like that. And she is the one 
that doesn't hunt in my family. She's the one of us that doesn't hunt. And I grew up with that. She was a professional ballet, jazz dancer, very feminine. And I always followed that role. And I guess that was, it wasn't her fault at all. She 100% would have loved me to do anything. But I always thought, well, if I want to be like my mom and be classy and feminine, I can't hunt. And it took a while until I was in my 20s to realize I can be classy, feminine, and all those things my mom has brought me up to be, but also love the outdoors. And that's sort of, again, what my book is all about is you can you don't have to fall into one category. You can be whoever you want to be. Yeah, and since we talked last, you have a new little, uh, little girl in your life that uh, she's going to get to make a choice down the road, I guess, as well. Tell us a little bit about your, your daughter. Yes, her, oh, it's just the best thing being a mom, best thing in the entire world. Her name is Lenny Bow, so her middle name is B-O-W, like uh, our tree bow. <laughs> we're hoping. Yeah, of, course, we're kinda of, hoping of course it is. Hoping, course yeah, is. I know. <laughs> we're hoping that she will love the outdoors as much as we all do. My husband is just like me. We love being out there and hunting and fishing. Um, it's. I had her in January. It's been definitely a little bit of a shock to my schedule because I don't get to just get up and do what I want when I want to do it, but it's really making me appreciate the outdoors because you really have to make an effort when you have kids to bring them out there because it's a lot easier and I will be the first to admit to sit on a couch and watch TV with them but I think it's worth it making the effort getting them ready showing them how much we love the outdoors and why we love it and I think the first meet she's going to have is wild game so hopefully as she gets a little bit older she'll still get out there on her own with my husband and I. Yeah now she just she hasn't gone on any hunting trips yet has she? She or has. has she? She, well, oh I mean, she, she's only six months mom. old, but she didn't. Yeah. yeah, she didn't. I wouldn't say she was hunting per se. She was in camp with with my mom, who we called Nana Weezy. But she came to bear camp on Vancouver Island in May with Tim. Or actually, my husband couldn't make it; he was working. So it was myself, my dad, and my mom. And my mom babysat Lenny while we were out hunting, and then we come home at night and hang out with her. It was. It made it very, very um, busy, and there wasn't a lot of sleeping because you hunt long hours, and then Lenny would be up during the night, so I was up during the night, <laughs> but it was worth it, and it was really fun to have her out there, and I'm sure it's the first of many. Oh, yeah. Well, she, you could say that was her first scouting mission anyway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and she's talk- been, she, she comes bass fishing with my husband and I all the time, so she's already, she's already used to all that stuff. All right. All right. Well, we're talking with Eva Shockey, who has a new book out entitled Taking Aim, and Eva, uh, since since we've talked last, lots of good things have happened to you. Uh, but in the interim, since you've kind of gotten into this business, it's now estimated that the number of female hunters has doubled to 3.3 million since 2001. You've influenced those numbers. What do you, what do you think has led to the expansion of women hunters? I think those numbers are incredible. They make me so happy every time people come out and say things like that because I try to tell people that every single day that women are the fastest growing demographic in the outdoor industry, which is incredible. I love that I've been sort of right in the mix of it. I wouldn't say I'm a big part by any means. I have been part of it, and I, I love seeing all the other girls get involved and get out there. I honestly think it's a lot, and I'll give a lot of credit to these companies. A lot of the outdoor companies like Cabela's, for example, they've seen the growth in hunting and Botech and all these other ones. They've seen the growth in females in the outdoor industry, and they realize that there are serious female hunters, and or even female hunters who just want to try it out. And they've created products that have allowed these women to feel like we belong in the outdoor world. So Bowtech, I mean, they have. I have my own bow. It's an Eva Shockey signature bow that's for serious female archers. Cabela's has all kinds of products that are for girls, that fit for girls, that fit for our body. 
And I think that's something that now when I was little, I used to have to wear my brother's camo and I used to have to shoot my dad's guns. And now I have a gun that fits my body, a bow that fits my body and camo that fits my body. And that's, that's a really big thing um, to feel like I belong. I belong here. They want me here. And I, I really don't think women in the outdoors are going anywhere anytime soon. We're just getting stronger and stronger. Yeah, I think you're right. And I and I, I echo exactly what you said. The companies, manufacturing companies and retail companies have really, uh, I think it's, self, it's in their self-interest, of course, because they want to grow the market. But boy, they have done some wonderful things with allowing young young women to get involved, changing the makeup of product. You know, it, you talk a lot in your book, and the, the name of the book is called Taking Aim by Eva Shockey. You talk about the physical side uh, of hunting in your book. What are some of the toughest workouts and hunts you've you've completed? It's yeah, it's definitely physical, and I I tell people because some people are a little bit intimidated because there's lots of hunters out there, um, myself included probably, that I really try to stay in good shape during the during the year. I try to stay at my peak condition so that if I'm hiking a mountain, I will be okay. I won't be <laughs> doubled over heaving because I want to enjoy the hunt. But at the same time, that's a big part of hunting. There's also options to go if you're not in peak shape and that's intimidating to you. There's a lot of types of hunts that don't in, don't involve that. You can sit in a tree stand, and it's beautiful, it's incredible, it's wonderful. So I, I just don't want people to feel like they have to be in crazy good shape. But I definitely am on probably that other side where I enjoy that kind of hunt. I would say the Yukon, which we go, my dad and I go every September um, for moose and caribou, the mountains up there are just humongous. They are <laughs> They are incredible, they're beautiful. But when you're sitting at the bottom and you're looking up at the top going, I need to make it to the top, and that mm-hmm. moment, you're like, oh, thank goodness I worked out this this spring, summer, winter, because if you hadn't worked out and you have to make it to the top of that mountain, I would be a little concerned. And off-season, I live in North Carolina. There's not a lot of hills in the area in Raleigh where I live, so I spend a lot of time on the stair climber, unfortunately, rather than the mountain, but I would love if a lot of people live where the mountains are, and I just say get out there, do whatever it is to get your heart rate up, whatever exercise you can do, walk with your kids, run with your kids hike up mountains, go to the gym, just something to get your blood moving and get yourself ready for the hunting season. We'll be back to talk more with Eva Shockey right after this word. If you love hunting, fishing, and the outdoors, check your new guide to life in the great outdoors, theoutpostlife.com. We're your guide to the outdoor life. The Outpost magazine has great stories on hunting, fishing, grilling, music, and more. The Outpost radio keeps you in the great outdoors 24-7 with a mix of country, Southern rock and songs you won't hear anywhere else. We'll keep you updated on the latest outdoor news and views. Check it out. The Outpost. Life in the great outdoors. Eve, after reading the book, it's obvious how much you love and respect your dad, Jim Chalky. He hit, he made a cameo appearance here at the beginning of the show. <laughs> What's it like to hunt with a legend like Jim Chalky? I hope he's not still listening to you, you call him a legend. I can't tell if he's hiding around the corner or not listening to this interview. But it, yeah, he just said he heard that. Um, <laughs> him, and my, him and my mom just flew in today to visit for a week. So he was like, why, why, don't, why aren't I on the podcast with you? Um, but he, hopefully, again, he's not listening to this. But it was definitely eye-opening to see what it was that he loves and how much he loves hunting and how passionate he is about the outdoors. It was something that, I waited a really long time before I took a chance to go actually out with him in the mountains. And when I was 20, I started and I immediately understood why it was that he did what he did. And obviously, I haven't stopped since I started when I was 29 years ago. It's 
I guess I never saw him as the legend by any means. I just saw him as dad. And as I got older, I started realizing there's something about this dad that's different than all the other dads. Like, he's not a doctor or a construction worker or a lawyer or any of those things. I mean, I come home and there's, like you said in my book, there's carcass, moose carcasses hanging in the garage or laying out in the garage and he's boiling stalls on the counter. And when I was little, I just didn't realize that was different. And as I got older, obviously, for maybe not a lot of people listening to this, they might think that's normal. But in the big world, that is a little bit strange. But I grew to really appreciate it because adventure is something, I mean, you have to get out there, take a chance, go out into the woods, go into the fresh air and enjoy nature. And that's something that he really was so passionate about teaching my brother and I. And obviously, my brother, um, I don't know if a lot of people know this, he produces our outdoor TV show. So he's involved with our family business, but just behind the scenes, he's sort of the brains of the operation and having my dad there to lead us along the way and also just to bounce questions off of. Um, I mean, he's very business savvy, but also passionate about the outdoors and hunting and all that. So really anything I can think about that I need answers to, I go and we talk it out and we figure it out. And I couldn't imagine not having him there as a sounding board and a role model for that. Yeah, it's a mixed blessing being the next generation after uh, after the generation that started it all. I, I know, you know, you just look at uh, sports people of all kinds, musicians. You know, the 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 kids. You know, Willie Nelson's kid has got a tough tough road to hoe because you know, <laughs> Willie Nelson's Willie Nelson. You've got a you've got a challenge and and being uh, Jim Shockey's daughter and and a cohort on the TV show. But you seem to be doing a pretty good job of it. seem to be handling it pretty well. You, there, there's a lot of adventures in your new book, Taking Aim. You take readers warthog hunting in South Africa, hunting caribou by ATV in the Aleutian Islands. You track down a 1,500-pound bull moose through the mountains of the Yukon and then later use that meat at your wedding. This is, this is, I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Let's talk a little bit about some words, and, and you give me an association with it. Because you've got a little take on a lot of things that, are, that are, our listeners and readers are really passionate about. When I say the word conservation, what comes to your mind? The first word is hunters. Actually, no other words really come to mind other than just hunters, because we are, I mean, we're the biggest conservation group in the entire world, which is something to be very proud of, of all the people out there listening. What about the great outdoors? What comes to mind? It's not just hunting and fishing, but just being out there. What is that? What what comes to your mind? Uh, family would be the first one because I think being out there. I'm probably ruining your game. I'm answering really well. No, 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 no. You're, you're actually. <laughs> it's like, do you want me to just say single words? Because I can just say I I can go with your game, and I'll just I won't explain them. Family. That's what okay. goes. Family. It is all right. Well, what when I say unplugging, what does that mean to you? Fresh air. Well, that's good. That's yeah, that's good. Self reliance, I think, shows up in this book a lot. What is self reliance when you hear that hear that hyphenated word? What does that do for you? I don't think I can answer this in one word. Self reliance to me is just feeling independent and feeling like you can provide for yourself and provide for your family. So I guess providing would be mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. Just, I get the wild game for that exact purpose. Yeah, yeah, that's, those are all those are all nice. Uh, I, I I think. You, You've you've passed the psychology test. Now you can get your driver's license. So long as you try to drive carefully. I didn't follow the rules at the beginning, but I went back. No, no, no. So long as you follow the so long as you follow the the driving rules, you can get your driver's license. Now let's let's change gears a little bit. You are a young lady in a male-dominated sport. Uh, You have been enormously successful. You you're ambitious. You're smart. You're funny. 
but you, you you haven't escaped some of the dark side of being a public figure, and, and I, I have never really had to experience that other than to advise people who are public figures. In an Internet-connected word uh, world, famous people are often the target of angry people. How have you handled this with such a plum? Um, I would definitely, first of all, just to <laughs> clear the air, I definitely don't consider the word famous or anything like that to do with me, my family, anything, basically any hunter out there, because at the end of the day, all of the hunters, just because there's TV shows or we have social media, I mean, that's just because we were in the right place, right time, started a hobby, and it kind of grew up. But that's the thing about the hunting industry, even the people with the biggest shows or the biggest social media, I mean, we're just like anybody else that would go in the backfield or the public land and go try to finish tree stand and wait for a deer, because that's what it's all about. I think the people that attack us, obviously the difference between me being a hunter and maybe someone next door being a hunter is that I have eyeballs watching what I'm doing through social media. And that's a good thing because I think that being able to spread the word and use that as a platform is so positive and telling everybody like how incredible hunters are and how much I support it and how I how hunters are conservationists and all these things that maybe they wouldn't think of. But then at the same time, like you're saying, there's definitely a pretty big negative pull there. There's a lot of anti-hunters that come on there. There's a lot of people that I wouldn't even consider anti-hunters. They just are naive to what hunting is all about and what it is that we as hunters are doing. And I really try, sometimes it gets me, but I really try as hard as I can to focus on the positive people, to focus on the positive message I'm trying to get across. And there's definitely people that don't like me, and I get I get hundreds probably of hate messages a day or comments a day. And that's just something I've had for almost 10 years now. I just think what I'm doing is such on a bigger scale than this little bit of negativity that I have to deal with. And I basically say, if I can get the message out to this many people in a good way and I have to deal with this negativity on my own, I mean, I, it doesn't bother me. It's, I like to just, I like to explain to them what I do and if they're open to hearing it, that a lot of time they're just wonderful people that are just a little bit misled. I love being able to teach them about it. And then there's other people that obviously just don't want to listen. And I guess I just don't give them the time of day because I think hunting is so much bigger than that. And I know what I'm doing is right. So I definitely don't have any second thoughts about the choices I've made. Great insights. I mean, for better or for worse, I'm sure some days are better than others. You are a role model for literally millions of young girls and, and, and young hunters in general, but it's particularly female hunters. How does that how does that make you feel? Is it is it something that's daunting or is it something that you really enjoy? I really love it. It's something that from the very beginning, my dad did say when I first started getting in the hunting world, it was never intended I was never intending to get into the hunting world to join his T V show, to have social media. I mean it was before social media really existed. Um oh sorry, my my dog's barking <laughs> It's okay, um, that's all right. <laughs> got the whole family. We got the whole family yeah. on this one. That's good. We do. I know. My, I can see my dad trying to get to get her to stop. Um, but oh, I got involved with the hunting world just because I loved hunting. I, I think if you would have asked me at the beginning, I genuinely would have started hunting and chose not to have it on the show. I would have chose probably to go and just do it with my dad and you know be out there in the woods and enjoy it. But as a family business, we have a TV show, and that's what what it started out as, and it's obviously continued. And now I'm very grateful for it. But I always have made decisions, and thankfully this goes back to having my my dad, my dad, my family falling apart here, my dad and my mom to guide me. But it's been um, I've always made decisions saying, if I ever have a daughter, I want my daughter to be able to see what I've done and say, oh, that you know that's a good role model. Those decisions are positive, wonderful things for a female, for a woman. 
And now I have my own daughter, and I'm even more grateful that I really tried to make those choices because I think I think I have made decisions along the way that there's probably easier choices or easier ways to do things. But I said, if I ever have a daughter, I want her to see what I'm doing and make sure that I'm leading her the right way. And I hopefully, for the most part, I, I've I've really tried to continue that for my whole life. I I think you sure have. I think you have indeed. What's next for Eva Shockey? You got the book coming out. It's out now. As as people are hearing this. The book is available, uh, and, and we'll give them some places to, to buy. But what, what's up next for you the next few months? Uh, well, I have a book tour this fall, which is something I've never done in the fall. Usually the fall is blocked off 100% for hunting, so this is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to be traveling from city to city for that. And then I have a handful of hunts both this fall. I'm doing a Roosevelt elk hunt in Oregon, which I am so excited about because I've hunted them a few times and never successfully walked away with an elk. A Roosevelt, so that'll be a challenge. Then I'm doing whitetail, I think bear, a couple other whitetail hunts um, with my dad and my husband, and basically just a big family reunion wherever we go. It's either with my husband or with my dad the whole the whole fall. That's great. That's well, we we we've been we're talking to Eva Shockey in this edition of the Outpost on Demand. If you have a budding outdoor enthusiast, whether they are a young woman or a young man, go buy a copy of Taking Aim and give them a copy. It's a great introduction to the fun of the great outdoors. And Eva, best of luck with the book. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. You can get the book at your local bookstore or Amazon.com. And for the Outpost On Demand, I'm I'm Art Young, and we'll talk again soon. The Outpost Radio On Demand from the On Demand page of theoutpostlife.com.